Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, welcome to our season in review, Virial USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm joined by Jamie. Um, good morning for me. Good afternoon for you. Um, Wales have a big match this weekend, so you'll be you'll be dealing with you'll be excited about that. But let's talk about Virial um, and sort of how the season played out. We've managed to get into Europe um, by beating Barcelona, which was pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on the season overall? Yes, it was uh, in some ways um, a mirror image of last season, right? You traded everything for <laughs> European success, of course, didn't quite end in silverware this year, but a different competition, a better competition and to reach the semifinals is obviously um, historic and, yeah, I think probably worth the trade um, as it was in the Europa League, certainly in terms of prize money it was. Um, but yeah, again, disappointing in La Liga. I thought we'd kind of kick on there, but again, didn't didn't have enough depth in the squad. Um, certainly not up front. The German Reino obviously missing kind of all half a season. Dan Juma had a, loads of issues with his foot. Um, so yeah, just not enough depth here to, to compete on both fronts. Had to rest players, of course, for the for the Champions League games, certainly the bigger ones. And then, yeah, so I think it's kind of all too similar to last season, really. Um Brilliant European success, which is great, but disappointing in La Liga, so Jekyll and Hyde, if you will. Yeah, to me, it's not so much... uh, Sure, I mean, you you can say the lack of depth, but I think the squad had a lot of depth. I just think when we look back, a lot of it was um, slow start to the season, but also the problem that Virial have always had is um, dropping points to bottom feeder teams and we you know you look you you can say all you want about the um start to the season but you know in the last month or whatever there we managed to lose to Levante and Alaves so if we'd had six points there um (laughs) I think our season would have looked quite a bit different yeah I don't at the same time, when you look at how little Gerard played, you look at how little Danjuma played, actually, and how little they played together. And um, for whatever reason, Belay Dia didn't get that many minutes either. It's kind of astonishing that we did what we did um, in some ways. But, yeah, it is a bit of a... It was great to have the run in the Champions League, um, you know... It's unfortunate the way it the way it ended. Um, I think after that first half at home, we were hoping maybe a miracle would happen. Um, but you can't argue with the fact that, from the standpoint of of the um, of the club's finances, um, that's a I think of seventy two million euros before you add in the TV money. So pretty, pretty successful. And the other thing is, of course, so many casual football fans pay attention to the Champions League. 
that are not going to pay attention to La Liga or to any of the other European competitions much. So I think in that sense, it was a really good, it was a really good thing. Um, you know, how, how long will it be before we get there again? Who knows? But quite a run. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And that's the, you know, it's just kind of, like I say, with the depth, it, it's kind of depth there, but it's just that quality, isn't it, that take you over the top when you haven't got a German Moreno. We kind of, at this point, should be planning for not having him for at least 30% of the season. It was obviously more than that this season, but that kind of, you just got to have that quality in reserve sometimes. It's difficult for a club like Real, obviously, he's not kind of, can't go and build a, a super squad at Liverpool, compete on four fronts, but... Um, this is a team, obviously, that's going to be competing on in Europe and in La Liga, hopefully for for a long time to come. So they've got, I think, have got to do a better job of getting quality options. And maybe you could say that they they did in Bulaidia, but again, you know, obviously without him for the African Cup of Nations, and then Unai just didn't seem to trust him in, unless he had Moreno alongside him, which was kind of questionable, really. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he did a better job than. Um, Fair was out and yeah okay we just put, put it down to injuries but we need more for sure um, which is going to be difficult again this this time we come on to the kind of transfers in a little bit but yeah we will focus on the, the positives and like, like you say that was um, incredible the Champions League you know just and I went into the, the, the second leg just thinking you know just give us some hope you know that's the only thing I don't mind losing um, I just like the excitement of having hope, and and they did that and more, didn't they? Come back and yeah, yeah, went to two two, and on another night, if like I say, if if Gerard Moreno was is fully fit, you know, I think his, I know he said Luis Diaz changed the game, but Gerard Moreno, if he was fit for the full game, you could see that his his tailing off of fitness, you know, led to less pressure, to give Liverpool more space and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, on another night, who knows? But you know, as it was, it was still an amazing achievement. Just can't believe. It beaten by Munich and events on the way there and yeah, um, yeah, 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 that's just brilliant. Yeah. I think that, I think that's the thing that will be, that will be pretty, um, we'll certainly remember for a long time. And, uh, yeah, the fact that I think the first leg at Liverpool, that second goal really hurt. I think had we, had we been able to hold it to one nil, I thought yeah. we might've had a chance, but, but I think it was, I think the second leg was certainly, um, we we gave our best, and as you say, it's just it's frustrating. Um, it's kind of kind of odd that we ended up getting. You know, you look at our big. I think I and you know this will get into the transfer s- situation, but you know we we spent a lot of money on upfront players, and Danjuma um, sort of disappeared toward the end of the season, and has had had injury issues, and I just don't think his head is in Virial anyway. Um, Paco Alcacer has just struggled with all sorts of stuff, um, and has not, not been the player that we hoped he would be by a long shot. And then Bolaidia has been, um, yeah, I don't know quite what it is with, with, uh, with Emery, but he didn't seem to want to use him that much. And so we really sort of suffered through, um, periods of time where, we just didn't have the the firepower up front that we that we wanted. Um, it has to be said that uh, Giovanni Lo Celso coming in in mid year was a big was a big help for us, and and he's obviously somebody that we'd like to have slot into our into our team permanently. But 
it, it was sort of, it felt to me like it was difficult in the league to figure out how to play against teams that that sort of wanted to let us break them down or, you know, to force us to break them down. It was much easier in some ways to play in Europe against clubs that you know are going to try to score quickly themselves and are, and are going to be, are also looking for, um, for ball possession and whatnot. It seemed like we, we were able to compete much better there. Yeah, for sure. And to a degree, you, you just, you need special players for those sort of games, don't you? You know, look at like, for example, Liverpool towards the back end of the season and, and Manchester City playing, constantly playing teams who were, who were sit behind and it's, it's not even easy for those clubs, but you need those special players to to unlock. Um, I think we've seen mm-hmm. it a, bit, a little bit with Sevilla as well. Um, and you just, you need someone special to unlock those chances in the box and obviously need a little bit of luck as well. But we, we have those special players in Gerard Moreno and Dan Juma, but you know Dan Juma started less than half La Liga games this season. Gerard Moreno certainly has um, the same. Uh, like you say, Los Elso was one of those special players. I think towards the back end of the season that did unlock those those circumstances, did open up games that were, were difficult to open up, um, and that that was a big help. I think going into the uh, into the end of the season, certainly in terms of actually getting some sort of European football. Um, but yeah, I think it just feels like you need those special players for those occasions and really I just didn't, didn't have them fit, um, not, yeah, certainly not yeah. consistently enough. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting s- summer because, and maybe we should just hop straight into the, to the summer um, situation because I think the... Um, the rumors, of course, have been around for a while about um, Pal Torres and him getting offers during the summer, which I'm sure he will. And also um, Dan Juma, there seems to be an expectation that a, a Premier League club will come in for him. And as long as we can make a quick profit on it, he'll be gone. So there may be some money coming in. Um but you look at our squad, and on the one hand, you've got an you've got an aging midfield, and on the other hand, you well, that's too many hands. Okay, you've got an aging, you've got an aging you've got an aging midfield. You've got players like Paco up front who haven't produced, and then you have what I would say are kind of our good squad players, but some of whom haven't been used a lot for us, and you wonder if they'll be moved on in favor of some of our loanies and whatnot. And I'm thinking of people like Moy, um, Mario Gaspar, um, Ruben Pena, who, you know, hardly, hardly played after yeah. he was injured. And so it seems like there's going to be some exodus of, of some of those players, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think there has to be. I, yeah, I don't think Moy Gomez has done enough um, for some time. Um, a couple of players come back, of course. Jorge Cuenca can can fill a gap for sure. He's looking quite promising. Manu Marlanes probably can can help as well. He's the kind of difficulty he's going to have in midfield with Vicente Borda getting older. And uh, obviously, Fernandinho has well, not been great at Mallorca. He had a good start, but um, certainly did better at Villarreal in a probably a better system. And then you've got a couple of younger players as well. Nicholas Jackson seems to be progressing nicely and um, 
Nikita seems to be quite an exciting talent as well. So a couple of kind of I think you could, what I'm saying is you can I think you can replace some of these fringe players fringe players with younger players and then improve other other areas. I think um, mm-hmm. I I just don't think the likes of Moy Gomez and and Ruben Pena offer enough at the moment. I think uh, obviously a huge fan of Vicente Abora, but he just seems to be a little bit slow for it now. Um, not sure what what his future holds. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, then then there are there are big gaps to fill. Like you say, Dan Juma, I think, is looking relatively likely to go. It's a question of who comes in for him or if. Um, obviously, if if United go for Pau Torres, I can't see him signing both players. So that'll be interesting, and you know Liverpool linked as well. I think Pau goes this summer. I think too many teams need a centre back. <clears throat> it wasn't looking that way, but I think it will now because. Look at Chelsea, we're about to lose probably Aspilicueta and, and Rudiger. Um, Diego Carlos has just gone, of course, from, from Sevilla, so that's one less. You know, you've got Koundé there as well, but not that many great options at centre back, or so you know, as good as Powell's mm-hmm. available probably for less than his release clause this summer because of you know the services he's done for the club. And I expect they'll hold out for Dan Juma's release clause. Um, yeah. which is what I think it's 45 million, I think. Yeah, 40 or 45, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's you know, quick profit as a no brainer. You know, he's been he hasn't been he struggled with fitness issues at times. He's been very good. I don't wanna um put him down or anything. He's 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 obviously been great in the Champions League in particular, but um for forty five million and a twenty million profit in twelve months he's absolutely replaceable. So yeah, power yeah. much less so. Yeah, I think Powell, you know, I forget what his release clause is, but everybody seems to be talking about sort of fifty million we accepted last year so probably something like that this year I mean I suppose we could sort of hope that a couple of Premier League clubs end up in a bidding war for him or something but realistically um, you know if you're making you're making that much money um, on on the player and he's willing to go that's that's um, kind of hard to turn down um, yeah I think I actually think part of the question we're, our B team is in the playoffs to get to the Segunda, and and should they make it, I think you might see players like um, like Nikita um, go, you know, get some time there. Um, Alex Baena yeah. is another one I want to make sure we remember because yeah, he's, yeah. he's been, yeah, sure. yeah, he's been really good. Um, so yeah, to me, it just seems like this is a time to to sort of look at, at remaking the club a little bit because you are going to have some money. Um, you already have some money from the Champions League, but you'll have some sales as well. And the question really, I think, is sort of where do you where do you invest that and, and do you use this opportunity as a time to move along some of the players? Well, like Sergio Asenjo, who, who whose contract is over and, and, we, and we will not be re-signing him. Um, it, it does feel a bit like a changing of the guard in that respect, and if and if players like um, Moy um, go, I'm, I think I would certainly feel that way. I've always liked Moy, but he's but he's probably um, he's probably not a player. He's a squad player, not a everyday starter, and we can probably sort of have to ask yourself: Do you do you still need those squad players? Um, the other question you have is, you mentioned Deborah, 
Um, but you know, our midfield generally is is um, aging. Although I will say one of Emory's strengths is getting the most out of players in their 30s. I mean, look at Raul Albiol. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, they play that obviously very deep role. Um, and in, in that midfield, so they play as like Ibora and Kapui. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of does suit it. But I, I do feel like Ibora's lost a, a whole lot of pace from his last injury. And I just, I just yeah. don't know if he's got the pace to really. I think he's he, seem, he seemed to be okay in. In little spells, but over the course of a full game, and uh, yeah, you mentioned Roy Gomez. I don't think there's any player who sums up Villarreal's issues this season as much as him. And I'm not saying he's had a disastrous season by any means, but what I mean by that is he's that fringe player who might be good to have in the squad, but you don't even want to see him come off the bench. You know, when he, when you want to change a game, he's just not the player you want to see. You just don't know if I just don't think he's good enough, and that's that is the kind of squad status player that we need to improve I think if we're going to challenge on more than one front um, mm-hmm. I think we need to see better players come off the bench better players coming in and having opportunities when other players are tired or rested for Europe um, and that's the kind of and I, I mean no disrespect to Moy I, I do like Moy but in terms of where Villarreal are as a club now I think that's the area they need they need to improve and, and get more out of mm-hmm. Yeah I think I think it's going to be, well, we clearly need to rethink, I think one big question that we have to, it was really surprising, Gerard's injury issues this year, because he's generally been very durable. And so I guess one question that we have to be, that we have to answer is, do we think this was a one-off deal or or are we genuine, genuinely concerned that next year he may miss a, a high percentage of games as well? Um, I, you know, I kind of feel as though this may have been a bit of a one-off in that he was rushing because of the Champions League and and um, competitions. He was trying to maybe come back too soon a couple of times. I don't know, but. I think that's going to going to be one question that has to be answered because depending on how you answer that that's going to decide what you're looking for up front um in the transfer market. Yeah, for sure it's just a difficult one to answer and obviously obviously you're going to find out <laughs> until next season but um yeah, I did feel like he was rushed back constantly and that I would have I don't know it's hard to say because obviously it made a difference in some of the games but I wouldn't would probably like to see the medical department taking more authority over that. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have missed you could have missed a couple of more games probably, and then lasted more of the season if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. I know that he was desperate to play, and he was allowed to play as a result of probably when I Emery wanted him to play just as much. But you know, you got to take some long term decisions sometimes. I'm not sure they did that very much this season at all, as we saw with Juan Foyt as well, who's constantly come back in and come back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and these injury issues just seem to run through the squad, really, um, because of the rushing, rushing in and out. And I'd, uh, I'd like to see uh, the medical department have a bit more authority on that and, um, and making those decisions for the best of the long term, because it's a long season. And those injuries, as we have seen this year, have really cost them. And you mm-hmm. kind of wonder with... with, with Moreno's injuries why on earth didn't sign Bakambu for free I don't want to get lost in nostalgia um, but 
Man, he was free, so it cost a lot, much, but much more this season. Yeah, um, to find yeah. someone, and it felt like I don't know. It felt like uh, he kind of settled for a move in the end. Didn't feel like he was overly in demand. Um, right, right, uh, right. Yeah, so it felt like a missed opportunity. And I don't mean that just because he was, you know, good before. I know a lot of that goes around clubs re-signing players just because they were good before and doesn't always go well. But because of the circumstances we were in, in terms of you know, not having Gerard fit and not trusting Dia. Um, I can't really think of why that wasn't strongly considered at, at the least. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the only thing I could figure out was that we didn't want to. We had salary issues that we didn't want to to deal mm. with. But um, yeah, it would have been it would have been a perfect uh, it would have been perfect cover for sure. Um, and I think you and I think certainly. Bakambu would have been happy to come back. I mean, he he's, he was, you know, we had his cardboard cutout in the stands for a year there, so <laughs> yeah. he would have been happy to have come back. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, I think that's I think that's uh, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, uh, it, it just it felt like we we um, on the injury side. Yeah, there were just too many players that. In fourth was a good example. I I I where we where we kept going in and out of the lineup, Danjuma also. And yeah. I think that those are the sorts of things that over the course of a season where we're competing in the conference league or whatever the thing is called, I don't think that'll be as big a deal because I don't think we're, you know, for the Champions League, yeah, I, I get that. But, yeah, I would like to see the medical staff um, either take more responsibility or see some change at the medical staff because I think – you have to point um, your fingers at the at the large number of, of uh, players that were out for for goodish amounts of time. Um, we expected somebody like um, Kokola, you know, who's had injury issues throughout his career. Um, it was no surprise when he would be when he would play a game and be out for for a game or two. But but these other guys, you know, they've, they've had good injury records in, in the past, so it seemed kind of odd that this was the case now. Um, so one thing that's interesting is I haven't seen much discussion or any discussion of um, Chukwueze leaving. And, you know, he was always the guy that was supposedly going to be snapped up by the Premier League, you know, each of the last three summers. Um, but I haven't seen much about him. Um, you'd think with 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 Samu, with Jeremy, um, with Gerard, with Dia, with um, Loselso, we've got some good players up there, um, and I guess I would still include Paco. Although, boy, he's just not done much to make me feel he has a future at the club. But I don't see people willing to take on his salary either. No. No, I would agree with that, and uh, you know how, how how big a loss are they willing to take? Club's record signing, I can't see them taking a, a really low fee, um, perhaps a, a loan deal or something with with an option to buy out would suit. But again, he's probably paying his wages. Still only twenty eight, so I guess yeah. there's some hope of of if he has a good season of selling for more. In terms of Chukwueze, I think uh, I think the ship has sailed. Really, um, I just don't he hasn't reached his potential. I'm a big fan of Chukwueze. I like kind of the directness, but his, his final product just isn't good enough um, for him to be wanted at this this kind of at a bigger level. I don't think um, still plenty of time for him. Of course, um, he needs to t- 
take a leaf out of Renitius Jr.'s book. It needs that composure in the final third that that the Real Madrid star found this this season in particular, having struggled with similar issues in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps we'll see that, but until he finds it, I don't think any clubs are going to sign him. Um, and we certainly need more from him as well. You just need you just need to you know those final crosses, those final shots have got to be so much better. Yeah, uh, I know he scored the one at Bayern, but that was an absolute fluke of a shot even that was so <laughs> um, yeah I mean yeah he needs more and, and we need more as well he said he want it's been a little bit of a step back hasn't it for Jeremy Pino this 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 season well the um, second half of the season yeah like- yeah yeah I feel like he um I feel like the second half he sort of tailed away and, and didn't get as much playing time either um but yeah you I mean you've got uh, he's he's also obviously quite young and talented and so yeah you know just finding i'm not too concerned about about him um i think it's just going to be there are good pieces there i i don't know that you i mean i'm figuring we'll lose dan juma and that's still we have plenty of good pieces there you might like though to add one um if you're not convinced by dia then you need to add somebody else to, you know, for Gerard to 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 work with. That that would be my my thing because I feel like on the wings and the and the setup guys you've got you've got some good players, um, but you might like to have if you if you don't think Paco and and Dia are the answer, then you're going to have to go sign somebody else. Um, to for both as cover for Gerard, but also for Gerard to play with. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, the trouble there is that they're gonna have to probably sell a striker if they're going to do that, unless they sign someone like Dan Juman who can play wide and central. I guess because you look at it, and if you signed another striker, you'd have is it four four central strikers. Yeah, that's, um, that's. I know Gerard plays off a little bit to the left sometimes and the right rather than cuts in um, but yeah you've got four strikers and, and bearing in mind you don't trust two of them because you, you won't play D at all <laughs> I'll well, that's, well that's the thing I mean I think I think you've got to basically you've got to basically find a way to, to either say I'm going to trust them enough or I'm going to yeah. sell them because yeah, you I can't, think you can't another, have four central strikers in a one one striker system can you it's just not it's not really going to work no. yeah yeah um Midfield, um, we haven't talked about Manu Trigueros, who is another one of our aging veterans. But he, you know, he had a really um, productive season, as it turned out. Um, but he's becoming—he's playing less than he than he used to. Um, but he's still he's still there and and helpful. Um, uh, obviously, we've got um, Capu, we've got uh, Parejo. Um, Kokola, um when he's when he's been healthy, I mean all of these guys have have contributed. Um, I think Ibora is the one that I feel like yeah he's lost at least a step after his injury and and he's if he remains it's just going to be as a bit player I think um, I can't I can't really seeing us just giving him a free release and letting him go. Um, so I suspect he'll probably stick around. I think the I think the, he seems to be a good influence in the clubhouse and whatnot. But I don't see. It feels to me like we need to get some younger blood in there, even if we bring Morlanis and 
um, uh, back, which I think we should do. Yeah, I, th- I think Moranis comes back in. Um, hopefully sign uh, Lo Celso, I would say. Um, I would probably like to see a bit more of a dominant figure in that midfield, thinking of Kapui and get, he's getting older, obviously still very good at the moment. But again, you kind of go back to Yangi, so that was a big missed opportunity again. He went on the cheap in the end as well. Um, and that was a player, I know they obviously they made it pretty clear they regretted not having a, an option to buy in that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, perhaps perhaps Molanis can can fill that kind of void. I don't know. Um, we haven't seen enough of him. Really, he wasn't ready to play last time he was around. Um, but obviously, it's, it's, uh, we've it's been a little bit of time since then. So I think you get the chance over the summer. Um, but if he doesn't impress, I I think they might sign a holding midfielder. But it would, yeah, I think it would be wise to sign a, a kind of youngish, early twenties holding midfielder, even if he doesn't play quite yeah or doesn't play regularly mm-hmm. um, I think that's what they have to do with this I think they have to replace Paul Torres uh, with a with a very serious centre-back especially when you look at Raul Albiol ageing but then I think they need, if they sell Dan Juman as well they're going to have to split the money and, and, and add a few wise transfers I think right and then goalkeeper <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah. That, that speaks for itself right yeah I mean I think th- I think what we saw with Ruli is it's. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to be channeling Zach here. Um, you know, it's sort of the return to the mean, right? I mean, really played so well in so many of the Champions League games, really above his ceiling, I would say, and then kind of fell to earth <laughs> at the end. And I, and I think we sort of see that with him in the league, is that, yeah, statistically, he doesn't look that bad, but it's the variations around the mean that are that are and it's and the high ones are great, but the low ones are really not good. And I'm you know I I feel like that's the area where we need to invest some money. I mean you don't have to invest a ton because goalkeepers are not as a rule that expensive. The ones that we would be interested in probably, but it feels like that's got to be an area of reinforcement and and because of the particular way that Emery wants to wants to the goalkeeper to distribute the ball and so forth i think he's going to have some very specific requirements in what he's looking for yeah i think so i don't know it's, it's difficult to read into the senko decision um yeah my my worst fears tell me that they've told him that Rui's going to be number one next season again. <laughs> That's me reading too much into it. Um, but yeah, my, my, my best case scenario is that obviously he's just young enough still to want to play regular football, whether they sign someone or not. Um, yeah, oh, they've got to sign someone. I mean, even if you don't spend money, you just go and get a, you know, you go get a very good lawn goalkeeper. There seems to be plenty of those about. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are plenty of good number twos, and clubs just don't seem to be bothered on having a good number two anymore. Um, goalkeepers just stay fit too often. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've seen some of the big clubs having complete veterans at number two. I mean, and you mentioned obviously the playing style, and a lot of these younger goalkeepers are more adept to playing the ball at their feet than, than the older players. So. You know, perhaps you go to Real Madrid and get someone like Lunin. I think that's his name, Lunin. Yeah, um, and get him on loan for a season, or or go to that route if you want. If you've got, I think Villarreal have got probably a couple too many areas they need to address um, mm-hmm. to address them all. And I think goalkeeper would be very easy to go and get a loan goalkeeper. 
and then you know you probably got genuine competition then i don't think i don't know but i don't i don't feel like they're ready to tell Rory he's completely done either and if they go and spend a significant amount of money on a goalkeeper that's what they're doing yeah, um, yeah and so that. i think that if they got got a long goalkeeper he's someone young but but very good i don't mean someone young to sit on the bench then they will be creating healthy competition without doing what they don't want to do and i think that's showing Rui the dough i don't think they want to do it despite his errors yeah i i mean my take on senho i guess was that the last season that he played regularly for us he clearly and i think we had an article where you know where zach looked at the metrics and they were pretty clear that he was he was no longer the the keeper he had been um but i think with him it was more a fact that I mean, he was always a good reflex keeper, yeah. uh, reflex saves guy, and um, and when he played a bit this year, we we you know he generally did pretty well um, in in you know occasional roles. But over the course of the season, the, um, I don't think I don't think his performance would have been would have been that great either. But the thing was, he didn't make he didn't make the mistakes that that really makes. But he didn't have the. He didn't have the. Um, he was a little more. He didn't worry so much about what was going to go on back there, and I think, to me, that was the thing that that disappointed me over about Ruli was there were things that that we knew were he was not great at, but the decision making was just bizarre at times, and that that um, I think. Having a having a goalkeeper, I don't know if they told Asinho that that Ruli is going to be number one, but I suspect they did tell him that you know you're not going to get a, you're not going to be number one, <laughs> so yeah, you're not yeah. you're not going to get a lot of playing time. So it would be great to you know for you to find you know find someplace else. You're probably right that we don't need to spend a lot of money on a on a keeper. I would personally like to see us um, get somebody permanently, but. Maybe um, you know, maybe somebody that we that we feel like we can get for under five million or something. But I but I see the loan argument too because if you yeah. if you get somebody who comes on loan and pushes really for the job and and gets to play some and does pretty well, then you can always go back and try and negotiate a, a deal for him permanently. Um, it just. It just feels like for a long time, though, Virial have been, they've had a number one keeper and then they sort of go around doing that type of thing, like with Andres Fernandez. You know, we, we had him mm. for a while, allegedly to sort of, I think, push Asenjo. But it, in the end, Andres sort of, um, yeah, he can't, he played when, when Asenjo was injured, but he, rest of the time, he, he basically um, was on the bench pretty much. So, I don't know. That's yeah. A, it's a tough one. Yeah, two two kind of points to add. I think firstly, um, well, thank you really to saying oh, he's a brilliant goalkeeper over the years, and you look at his goalkeeper montage that they put up, and my yeah. goodness, some of the saves were even even better than I remembered. And it's really criminal that he didn't get more more recognition for the country. Really, I thought he was uh, certainly at points in his career more than good enough to play for Spain, mm-hmm. uh, more than once that he managed. Um, but secondly, um, one thing I do say about the goalkeeper thing is. I would really like to see 
Unaim may be far more ruthless than he was with Rory this season. I just cannot believe. I don't know many managers, and I, I'm a big defender of Emery on most things, um, but I don't know many managers who would have seen some of the errors that he saw this year and didn't react to it at all. And I, I'm, I generally agree with giving players a chance to make up for errors and and that sort of thing and and keeping their confidence high. But when you're operating at this level. I just don't see why you you know that he how he wasn't dropped for certain games after certain errors and then you know the proof is in the pudding isn't it because the Champions League ended because basically because of him um, and that's the result that that trusting process of giving him chance after chance just has not worked mm-hmm. and going mm-hmm. forward I would really like to see a far more ruthless approach if players are going to make that that many errors consistently they have to be dropped isn't it. Is they, at that point, it doesn't come down to kind of squad building, conf, maintaining confidence. You know, I think, well, he, put it this way, Pac Walker hasn't been afforded the same privilege as he. I don't know why <laughs> Rui was. And mm-hmm. uh, okay, experiment this year, fine, but quite quite frankly, it hasn't hasn't worked at all, um, and it can't it can't continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's the thing. I think it's it's very difficult when you when you give players chances and they just don't and they just don't take advantage of them um and that's and i think emory got burned um i you know i think liverpool would have would have gone through anyway in the end because of the of the uh two goals from the first leg but but the way that they came back with assistance from our goalkeeper um still (laughs) wrinkles so so, yeah um and it's yeah, it's going to be an interesting. So, uh, one name that did come up that that supposedly we were going to be signing is is, is uh, Santi Comasana from Comasania. I forget how, how it's from, yeah, Spanish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from Rio, right? I, do you do you see that happening? I mean, I, is that a is that it sounded like it was going to be almost a done deal, but then I haven't seen much about it lately. No, it has gone a little bit quiet. Um, it did seem that it was some sort of uh, kind of almost a, a pre-contract agreement, really. Um, but yeah, I think that it will happen. Uh, I do think that those kind of discussions were kind of decided. I think it's probably a case of the lads on holidays and uh, <laughs> these things will be sorted out, especially if they're pre-agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Virial not quite like Barca do. Barcelona or Real Madrid who tend to as soon as they agree the transfer or we've agreed subject to this 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 and this you know the wait till it's over the line um, and I think Comisani will probably be done that'd be a nice little sign in the midfield uh, and then yeah hope you'd hope that uh, Los Elso follows but perhaps that could be part of uh, some sort of Pau Torres deal who knows but I think I think the tricky thing with Pau is that he they want him to decide where he goes ultimately um, mm-hmm. and I think he'd probably for some reason, prefer to go to United over Tottenham. So, mm. yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how how it works. How it works out. It's going to be. Um, the other thing is, it's going to be a strange season because of the World Cup coming in the middle, and <laughs> yeah. because we're playing the first half of our season in in Valencia. So it's <laughs> you know I, I think it's. It, it, it from the league standpoint, you know, I really like to see us focus on the league this year, yeah, um, far more than we did. But I think it is going to be a little difficult because of playing away from home um, for so long. 
Um, it's not going to, it's not, we're traditionally a fairly slow starting team, and I don't think that's going to help, I have to say. No, and you, you kind of wonder attendance wise, you know, some of the games this season were kind of 13, 14,000. Um, I can't imagine what, what those games will be in the first half of next season. They have to travel to Valencia, although. Uh, Levante's ground, uh, Sweet Adventure, it's quite a cozy ground now with the new roof um, and, the, yeah. and the kind of revamp they've had. But um, a lot of the, yeah, I think I think a fair few thousand will travel, don't get it wrong, but uh, there are a lot of kind of um, elderly fans and things like that who may, may find it a bit difficult or may not fancy it on a kind of rainy Sunday 10 o'clock kickoff. You know, I think those games will probably <laughs> suffer. Yes, I think, I think so. <laughs> On the other hand, if you're if you're a visiting American um, trying to catch a match in Villarreal, you you know you be with with us playing in Valencia, you won't have to worry about what time the last train to Valencia is. So, yeah, I mean, usually yeah. half trains like ridiculously early, right? So yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. well, that's pretty much. Uh, to be fair, one thing we'll say a lot of, a lot of Villarreal fans as well also live in Valencia, and a lot of the players live in Valencia, so that that is. That is kind of a help for some. I know a lot of the players do live there, so mm -hmm. uh, maybe that'll be that'll be some sort of help. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? But who I think knows? they're going to ask for as little games as possible in the first half of the season, which La Liga did do before for Real Sociedad. So I think we'll probably see uh, we'll have more games in the second half of the season to be weighted in that respect. Yeah, well, hopefully so. And I guess in today's rumor is we're, we're going to be signing uh, Jose Luis Morales, so, you know, he won't even have to change his dressing room locker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He doesn't even have to empty it out, so yeah. that's good for him. So, okay. Any last thoughts, Jamie, before we wrap up? I don't think so. I think, um, yeah, I think we'll leave it with, with another thank you to Sergio Senjo and uh, wish him all the best. He's been a great servant to the club. Obviously, he's uh, overcome some serious, serious adversity here. So, um, best of wishes to him, and he'll be find some uh, regular football elsewhere. And I think I would second all of that. So, for Jamie, this is Alan for Virial USA. End of Virial. <laughs>